What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. How the hell are you? Welcome back to another 3% week. I hope you're as excited as I am. If you haven't done so, please subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and hit those notifications. This week, our 3% brother from Arica, Chile, Jose, came back on, this time to discuss a book he recommended a few weeks ago in one of our epic group call episodes called The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. We talk about the difference between the fast lane and the slow lane of building wealth, as well as some items I thought were kind of contradictory in the book. We also go off on a few WWE and UFC tangents as well. And I'll bring you that conversation right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Jose, mi hermano. ¿Qué pasó? Hablas español. No, no, I still don't speak Spanish. I'm just fucking around. Uh, well, the word orale is Mexican. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I, rem- I remember I once I met a Canadian chick that told me, oh, you, you eat like enchiladas and you eat with sombrero. And I was like, that's Mexican. I'm from Chile. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all the same. It's all. The- oh, that's terrible. No, actually, it's really different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the, the fucking social justice warriors trying to cancel my podcast. No, I'm, to me, to me, I, I, I take it, I take it uh, with humor because, well, we we make fun of Mexican as well. Oh, do oh, do you? Uh, well, I don't make fun of Mexicans. I, I mean, Mexicans well, are great people. Uh, well, since all of, I love for their example, food. but you don't, but you do make fun of Canadians, don't you? Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Well, the same oh. as well. We we make fun of Peruvians, of Argentinians. They make fun of us uh, because, well, they say that we don't speak Spanish because uh-huh. uh, Chilean Spanish is really it's really it's particular. Let's keep it at that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of of uh, Canadians, did you see my video the other day uh, about the about the uh, female dating coach that I saw on TikTok that was promoting no kissing for three months to women i think yeah that's that's bullshit she's a, man she's from fucking canada <laughs> oh man oh, nonsense man, nonsense the best right. thing that that came up from canada is chris jericho i think chris jericho yeah yeah Manitoba. Chris jericho. yeah <laughs> okay oh, paul paul i'm sorry uh, yes. i have to interrupt you right now because it's monday and you know what that means <laughs> I don't think the people listening know what that means. <laughs> but you know, I know 
that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So that so we're we're on the call today because uh, at this point, uh, like weeks and weeks ago, you were on one. Uh, you were on the first Three Percent Brothers group call, and you recommended a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. Yeah, to Martin. Yeah, to Martin. And so I I I added that to my book list. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, I, I love. I love listening to books on building wealth, you know, finance, investing and stuff like that. Cause that's one of my purposes in life is I'm going to fucking retire rich. And, uh, but I've always been a Dave Ramsey guy. And so I, you know, I did uh, an episode like right at the beginning of the podcast called it an intro to building wealth. And it was basically all on the Dave Ramsey method. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? No, partic not particularly. Okay. This is what similar to, I read, I was reading uh, Money by Tony Robbins. Oh, ah, 3% Club. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Coach Corey Wayne. Oh, shout out to this coach. <laughs> he changed my life, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, Money uh, Mastering the, the Game. Mastering the Game. Uh, by Tony Robbins is, uh, is yeah. almost exactly... The same uh, okay. same plan as Dave Ramsey. In fact, I would venture to say that Tony Robbins ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any proof of this. I just, but that, but that's what I think. It's mainly because, proof, mainly but you because don't have I. Doubts. <laughs> well, I I uh, I listened to Dave Ramsey's stuff first, and so then when mm -hmm. I listened to Tony Robbins, I was like, "This is the same shit. That guy fucking ripped him off." <laughs> so so anyway, so so that's where like my mindset's always been, you know, like you work hard, you, you, you pay yourself first by, by investing in like 401ks, Roth IRAs, you know, index funds and stuff like that. Um, and then I listened to Millionaire Fastlane and it blew my mind. Cause it was like, don't do any of that shit. <laughs> no, no. He says, don't do any of that shit. If you want to retire soon. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, basically, the, it, it, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it a, a little bit. But he, he pretty much spends the entire first half of the book just shitting on the slow lane, just bad mouthing it, trashing it. It's like it's, it gets really fucking redundant the first half of the book. It's like, OK, I get it. You fucking don't like this. OK, <laughs> but uh, he, he eventually does come back around to it. So in the book, The Millionaire Fast Lane, he basically lays out that there's three lanes in life. There's the sidewalk, which yeah. are just pieces of shit people. They have no plan in life. They have no savings. They, they fucking live just, paycheck to paycheck. They live paycheck to paycheck. As soon as they get money, they it, it, it's gone. And, they, and they, they, like life happens to those people. They don't experience life. Yeah. Um, and then there's the slow lane, which I already described, but it's, you know, people that are, are somewhat financially literate, they start realizing that retirement's a real thing and you need to plan for it. And they, you know, they start investing using, you know, usually a method similar to Dave Ramsey's. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fast lane. And that mm -hmm. is really geared towards building wealth within like five years. Yeah. So... The thing that I, I wanted to mention, though, about these three methods, uh, well, I should say like the fast lane as far as uh, building wealth in the first five years, that's really about building your own business. Yeah. And then, and then having uh, multiple streams of income and, and stuff like that, right? Uh, well, the fast lane speaks is more of, a, of how, to, is how to build a business that can make you a millionaire. Mm-hmm in five years or, or, or something like that. Because it's mostly about startups, for example, startup shit and whatsoever. Yeah. Um, because technology, and this is something that I can, we can all agree, technology, technology is like the, an equalizer. Because for example, people who are making TikToks, that's a model, this is a model of a fast lane model you know, a, fa a fast lane business, because when you become so, uh, when you grow your audience, then uh, TikTok is paying you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy is Steve, Steve C. TikTok is paying him. <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve from the Three Percent Man Group. Yeah, he's getting paid by is TikTok. He's getting paid now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he makes a, a fuck ton of TikToks. I yeah. I open up my fucking app and Steve is like literally the every other fucking thing. There's Steve fucking dancing and shit. <laughs> Even if you're and, watching, I see you fucking dancing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and and this very podcast, this very podcast that people are listening to, is a is a could be considered fascinating because you are 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 uh, how to say you are uh, satisfying a need. You know, mm-hmm. and people are and it, listening to it, and it's scalable. It there's an yeah. unlimited number of of uh, potential audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's one of the things I thought about when I was listening to it. I was like, "Is you know, because I've tried some other things in the past. Like he talks about how, uh, you know, there's a lot of people get into like multi level marketing. Yeah, and they think they think they're entrepreneurs, and they 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 talk about they're like, oh, I'm building my business, I, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, no, the fuck, you're not. You're not in control of that business. Mm. Like you're you're basically just a sales rep for a company. Yeah. Like you're unless an employee. You, unless you start the MLM, I mean, you right. it's your MLM. You are it's your LLC. You're uh, incorporated as an MLM, and then you sell the products and you say, I'm the CEO, or I started this company, and whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he talks about uh, people that go and like they fr- they buy a franchise, right? They buy a McDonald's franchise, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a entrepreneur. I'm a business owner." Okay, but you're not a fast laner because no. a fast laner is selling the franchises. Yeah, Ray Kroc is a fast laner. Yeah, yeah. One so, one of the things that I found really interesting about, uh, and this is going this is going to be a little uh, with uh, an asterisk because it's going to be a little against uh, the coach principles. Uh, everything, uh, for example, most people just say uh, find your passion, you know, mm-hmm. and do what you love and whatsoever. But this guy uh, MJ DeMarco, he speaks shit about this uh, principle yeah he does because it's a misinterpretation of uh, Steve Jobs speech in at the university I don't remember which one mm-hmm. and he said love what you do and people misinterpret that and said oh do what you love it's not it's not the same for example I'm passionate about uh, BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu mm-hmm. but this with this COVID situation I can I can train, yeah. And if I was a teacher of uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I could I be I I would be bankrupt right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's one of the things that he um, MJ Demarco definitely talks in the book. He says like you, you can't always just do what you love and expect to get rich doing it. Yeah. Um, there has to be you have to it has to fall into the the five commandments, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like if there's, if there's no need for it in your area, like if, there, if there's a saturation of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and martial arts schools, adding another martial arts school is a, probably a bad idea. Yeah. You know, unless you can somehow market to people that your gym is somewhat, for some reason, better. Like you have some kind of better training methodology. I don't know, but it's usually a bad idea to try to to try to get into that when there's no need already. Like there's not a need. Yeah, that's a red ocean, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we'll get into the commandments here uh, in a little while, but uh, so I wrote down some stuff because I, I I love the book. I love the book, mm-hmm. and I, although like you know I kept posting videos on the Three Percent Man Group. <laughs> shitting on it saying how like you and i we're gonna settle this in fucking war games you know uh, still waiting it, <laughs> fucking <laughs> let's go <laughs> no, uh, for, for the guys that are for the people that are listening that aren't familiar with war games uh i just go off on a tangent here in uh the old nwa wrestling back in the 80s uh dusty Rhodes came up with this this gimmick where oh, they, they had two rings surrounded by a cage yeah. and it was uh two it was like two to three teams like tag teams of four guys yeah. and every few minutes one guy from one team would go into the cage and start fighting yeah and then well, 
will be wrestling because well, well yeah yeah wrestling it's re- it's real to me damn it it's yeah it's still real <laughs> to me damn it but okay so the guys would go in and start wrestling and then yeah. but the war game itself didn't actually start until all members of every team were in the in the cage then war games began so it was like a really fucking long match, but it was like brutal. Like the guys were like rubbing faces, like on the steel cage. And like, they're like back then they used to gig themselves. So they were like bloody and shit. It was awesome. Oh. And then, and then WWE just brought it back like a couple of years ago to, to the NXT brand to NXT. And they've had some fucking epic war. Yeah, games man. Yeah. Epic I remember I, I watched this uh, match between uh, was this, where, where, where were the guys called that came up with the Paul Ellering? Oh, those guys, yeah, uh, authors AOP, of pain. AOP, authors of pain, yeah, authors of pain with a uh, really strong with uh, was the what was the other team was uh, uh, undisputed era and uh, other team, I don't remember which one, yeah, it was oh man. And last year with uh, Kevin Owens, we were talking to NXT, I, I didn't watch last year because. Man, WWE uh, with the COVID lockdown and how they handled the fake audience stuff with like the the the, the Thunderdome. The, yeah, the Thunderdome, like the Zoom screens and shit. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'll- oh man, man, you sh- you should watch it. You should watch SmackDown because it's the best. It's the best right now with the with the storyline with uh, Roman Reigns being a heel and being the head of the table. Uh huh. Man, it's it's the best thing in WWE right now. Okay. Well, yeah. it's, so so uh, this isn't coming out. This isn't going to publish until like April or something like that. So by this time, who knows what the fucking storyline is <laughs> with SmackDown? Oh, I mean, mean man, uh, Roman Reigns as a heel, he, he's showcasing the best of himself. Is he? Okay. Uh, the, the the best that they could they could do is uh, the rest of be themselves. That's it. But you have to get the trust in the backstage but it's a it's a shit show of backstage police politics politics so well, wwe always has been oh but that, you know that speaking of wwe though that's that sort of that sort of brings us back to the the topic at hand because uh that's something that vince mcmahon vince mcmahon is a is a uh, fast laner and he's yeah. done what he loves but he he filled a need like he saw a vision for wrestling and transformed it from what it was, which was like little small territories into yeah. a like a big uh, nation, like yeah, like multinational, um, you know, phenomenon. So and actually, he he's applying the territories uh, model, but mm-hmm. all over the world. Yeah. For example, with the introduction of NXT UK coming soon, is in the rumors. There was a rumor that he wanted to start. NXT Latin America here in Chile. You you know what? That's all. That's all Paul Levesque though. Tri- Triple H. He, yeah, that's all, but... that's all his doing. That's not Vince. Anyways, but who gets the money? Right. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. But but someday, uh, someday uh, Triple H is going to take over. Him and Stephanie, they're going to run. Let's the see show. what happens. See I think it's going to be it's going to be so much better once Paul Levesque takes over because Paul Levesque is a genius when it comes to. Wrestling, wrestling like that yeah but he knows the the craft he definitely does all right let's uh let's get back on topic here though so one of the things that like i going back to what i was saying though is putting these videos up i was like calling you out on the page and stuff like that because there was a lot of things that um you know i felt like were contradictory in the book so he spends like i said the first half of the book just shitting on the slow lane mm-hmm. but then near the end of the book, he starts advocating for putting your money in index funds and stuff like that. Like he was just shitting on index funds, the whole first yeah. part of the book, but then but he comes as, back and he's like, you should put your money in index funds. Yeah. But, but as soon as you get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. So, cause the whole time I'm sitting there going, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then he's like, put your money in index funds. I'm like, you son of a bitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is that, you shouldn't be using the slow lane strategy to build your wealth. You should start a business or an invention, get rich, and then take that money and yeah. invest it and stuff like that. Not using the investment strategy to build the wealth. Cause that's going to take, that's going to take your whole lifetime. 
I remember what when he said that he first sold his company. It was, I think it was uh, limo.com, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. He sold it and he said, yeah, I thought I was rich. Then yeah, because he had because he had like a, a million dollars or a couple million dollars. And then after taxes, he really had nothing. And then he went and bought yeah. like a like a, a Ferrari or some shit or a Lamborghini. Yeah. And then like he had no money left over. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because you have to be smart with the with the taxes as well. Because as soon as you get money, the government is going to be behind you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially in America, especially with this new administration. Oh, man. <laughs> I think in America, you have uh, you, ha you are taxed by your nationality, right? If you go away, you, if you go outside of the States, you still can be taxed. Yeah, yeah. If you're an American citizen, you can still be taxed, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. When I was in the Navy, yeah, when I was in the Navy, we would get... Yeah, we'd be all over the place, all over the world. We'd still have mm -hmm. to pay taxes unless we were in uh, a war zone. So like if we were in the Middle East, which was considered, uh, you know, a, a theater of war still, mm -hmm. like it was all tax-free money and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so, so another thing that I feel like was a little contradictory is he's, mm -hmm. he sits there and talks about how you shouldn't trade time for money, you know, because time is the only real asset we really have, yeah. you know, it's not unlimited, but then he starts talking about how when you're first starting your business, you need to fucking bust your ass. You need to like put in the grind and build that business. So you're basically mm -hmm. trading time for money, but at first, at first. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You want to talk on that? Yeah, I mean, of course, when you start your business, you have to put in the work, man. Uh, you have to bust your ass, but basically you have to do a shit ton of work. You know, for example, uh, I think one of the guys, uh, well, the same guy that I recommended the book, Martin, shout out to him. Uh, he's a Latin motherfucker as well as me. So he has the hard working style, a hard working spirit in his soul. In his blood so he's building his he wants to to start coding a coding business uh start a game i think he told he told us in the purpose update yeah so imagine that at, at first you have to build you have to start writing the code you know and then you launch you you launch uh how it's called uh mvp minimum viable product i think it's called And then you test it to the market and see how it reacts. The market, I think, is the best. It's one of the best best things that in human nature that we have. Because if they don't like it, they will say to you, we don't like it. Yeah. yeah no yeah. one's going to buy it. And you, and you have to improve it in order for people to buy it. Yeah, he talks about that a lot in the book. He says yeah. you, you need to sort of let, your, let the market be your guide. Yeah. Uh, and and not, not be like, well, I, well this is the way I want to do it. If, that's, if, the, if you're doing it a way that the people aren't going to buy it, you got to fucking change it up. You yeah. got you to gotta tailor whatever your product is for the buyers. Yeah, yeah. Because they, is, they are going to change. They're, they're going, you're, one of the things that, that the, he says the most is that you have to add value. If you want to earn millions, you have to impact okay. millions I, I yeah. that's that's the word you, if you want to earn millions you yeah. have to impact millions uh, yeah, especially uh, uh, in america since there are like shit ton of people there are 300 million i think mm -hmm. at least so imagine that yeah 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 he, uh, he calls that the law of affection you have to affect people yeah. which we'll talk about a little bit one thing one thing that i kept thinking about though in the book when he starts talking about don't trade your time for money And stuff like that is I thought of The Rock, right? The the actor slash former wrestler Dwayne Johnson. Oh Dwayne yeah. Johnson started a company called uh Seven Bucks Productions. Seven Bucks production. Yeah. He's like the he's like one of the most richest men in the world right now. I think he's a multi-billionaire. And mm. he fucking works all the time. But I think yeah. he, I think he loves it though. You know, like he loves that grind. And I, you know, I kind of, I, I thought about that in the book. Like if, if you really like to work though, 
then there's nothing wrong with like just staying at it. You, you know, even if, even if you are making billions and stuff like that, yeah. there's no reason why you have to go and drink mm. Mai Tais in Chile. Mm. Yeah, that's why <laughs> that's why Steve Jobs said you have to love what you do. Yeah, yeah. No, not not the other way around. Love what you do because you have to. I think MJ DeMarco says it. Uh, you have to, for example, and this is similar to what the, the coach says, that you, since you, the coach says that you have to do a list of the, your idea woman, right? Yeah. And MJ DeMarco, I think he says that you have to have like an image with all of the things you want to retire, to motivate yourself. This is this is kind of similar with the, the what the coach says, and yeah. I have it. I have in my what I want to retire when I'm 35. I'm 28 right now, so I have like seven years right now. Yeah. So the clock's ticking. <laughs> I, I'm going to get to that in a second too, because that's another contradiction of the book. Um, yeah. So another so another contradiction he talks about is uh, you have the book like when he's bashing the slow lane because you know in, in Dave Ramsey's. Uh, books and uh, in Tony Robbins, you know, Money Mastering the Game, they talk about how you need to be really thrifty now. You need to like, you know, save your money, eat rice and beans, you know, get out of, use, use all your extra money to get out of debt. And then once you're out of debt, then you can start saving for retirement and, and get yeah. wealthy. And he's like, oh, that's the dumbest advice ever. Don't be thrifty and all this stuff. But then later in the book, he talks about Yeah, you should be uh, thrifty. You should save. You should be good with money. You shouldn't be buying shit that you don't need. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> This is really interesting because yeah. he says that you have to be like that in order when you earn your millions. You know, when you yeah. when you sell your your company, for example, you have like a shit ton of millions. You know, you don't know what to do. But one of the one of the law of economy, because was well, I have a BA in business administration mm -hmm. but the basic of the basic of economy is every resource every resource is scarce it's limited yeah for example you have one million dollars in your bank you cannot spend two millions you have one million that's it mm -hmm. unless you get credit but credit you have to pay it in some yeah. way it's in the free. future and it, no it's not free and actually i think uh right now America, your country has a, a debt crisis, debt crisis, right? Am I wrong? A debt crisis? Yeah, yeah. We have. I think we're like thirty-seven trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what. That's a shit ton of money, and you have to yeah. pay it some somehow. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I uh, I used to worry about that a lot. I watched, but I did watch this uh, financial uh, this financial expert explain it as uh, he's like, think of it like. Uh, you make $60,000 a year mm -hmm. and you're, you have a house that, that costs $200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, you can still make the payments on that. You, you like with the, the, the amount of money you make, you can afford those payments. You can afford them. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go bankrupt paying that off. And they, the guy said, think about that as far as America, America's GDP is enough that we can afford the payments on the 37 trillion. So they're like, it's nothing to worry about. But I'm like, bro, if, you, if you've ever like gotten like heavy into debt, like it doesn't get smaller, easier, you know, like you eventually have to tackle that shit. And th that's one of the things I always loved about the slow lane method is they give you a, a really easy tool to get out of debt using the debt snowball method, which uh, if you're not familiar with it, read, you know, total money makeover, go back and listen yeah. to my intro to, to building wealth uh, podcast <laughs> episode. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Having a, a gobs of debt like that is just, it's bad. No, it's man. not good. No, man. I mean, yeah. As soon, as soon as you get the money, you, you, you're going to like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to spend everyone, like everything, like, uh, like an Arab chick, you know, <laughs> and it's not like that, you know, for example, he talks about the, the three pillars of wealth, that is uh, fitness, family and freedom. Mm -hmm. So imagine that, so for example, you, you have to fulfill your soul. He, he talks about, he talks about uh, wealth in a kind of a spiritual way, way, so to speak. Yeah. So the best thing is that people say, oh, the government should do this, the government should do that. And I say, what the fuck, man? I mean, when the government do stuff, uh, they do it the wrong way, you know? Yeah. And I don't like that. So 
if you if you if you're into a cause, you can run off a foundation as soon as you get the money. You don't have to ask money for the investors because if you ask money for investors, for example, they're going to run your agenda for your foundation. Mm-hmm. Example, you know, and uh, you don't like that. I don't like that. And you con- and and imagine that in that scenario, you're going to be contradicting the freedom principle, the freedom pillar of the world. You know, yeah, freedom. You have to be free to get your own decisions. You know, for example, if someone on your family, you know, uh, needs an operation, you can be willing to pay it. You can you can have the money to the resources to pay it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's why he recommends to di- diversify because you don't have to put the all the eggs in the same basket, you know, as soon. And I think there was a, a guy, I don't remember who said it, I think it was 50 Cent. Uh, as soon as you get the money, uh, you have to go, work hard to earn it, but you have to work twice as hard to maintain it, to keep it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's why he recommends the Dave Ramsey method, you know, when you get the money, when you get the the $1 million, you know, in your bank account or or, or 100 million or whatsoever, then you have to diversify in order to grow your portfolio. Speaking of that, well, before we go on, do you, is there someone like having a conversation around you or something? I hear some background noise. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, So (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm not by myself right now in my, in my place. So uh, I apologize for that. You tell them to shut the hell up because we're fi- we're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we'll try to we'll try to ignore it. Um, you know, it's funny that you you mentioned that too. Uh, in because in the book he talks about you know once you get that the millions like you need to invest it, but he says you need to understand how investments work. Yeah. You can't just be trusting people to handle your money because he they, he, he talks about. Uh, the actor Nick Cage and how Nicolas Cage um, hired a, like a financial advisor to invest all this money. And the guy invested his money in fucking Bernie Madoff schemes. And like Nicolas Cage, like went fucking bankrupt. Yeah. And so then Nicolas Cage sued his financial advisor because he's like, I trusted you with my money. It's like in, in MJ DeMarco's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't trust people. You should, you know, like understand yeah. those investments enough yourself that when yeah. you're, when the, the financial advisor is recommending something, you can look at it and go, this is a bad investment. Don't do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get to that, but well, I get to that part. Uh, it was a little hard to understand because he mentioned, because he mentioned, he had that recommendation. He mentioned his favorite banks and mm. investment, invest, investment firms. Yeah. But to me, it was like I'm I'm really far away from from that part, you know. For example, if you if you look at, for example, in the in the Coach Corey Wayne's part, yeah, it's like uh, when he talks about the marriage part. I mean, like I'm far away from the from that part, but mm. yeah, yeah, you have to be financial, literally. Uh, that's why the the Dave Ramsey method could be useful, right, at that point of your life yeah. when you get the money. And you have to diversify. Uh, for example, in the Lover and a Fighter group, I uh, highly recommend you to get in that book, in that group, Facebook yeah. group. That's that uh, that's Benny, Benny Lichten Walner's group. Yeah, yeah, Benny's been on the podcast. Uh, Lichten Walner, Lichten Walner, Lichten Walner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the okay. <laughs> it's hard okay. for me too, dude. It's hard for me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to get in that group. I think uh, look, uh, ask the people. So you won the lottery. Yeah. What you do? What would you do with the money? Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I said I would diversify, because most of most of people that won won the lottery they go bankrupt. Yeah. Because they are like they are of cheap. Yeah, they go you know? blow it. Yeah. Blow it. You know, where's the money? I don't know. I don't know. No yeah. habla español. No habla inglés. Yeah. No, not speaking English. Not speaking English. <laughs> yeah, I'm in another I'm in another men's group on Facebook called I think it's called the the Manly Club or some shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm just started in this group and someone asked a very similar question. And I mm-hmm. said that I would uh, pay off my my mortgage on my house, yeah. I would pay off my student loans. And then the rest I would I would invest in uh, index funds and yeah. gold and silver. 
Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is a good investment right now. Right, Not right now. now. Not right now. It's going up right now. It's a good time yeah. to sell. I pulled out of Bitcoin because mm. um, at the time of this recording, it finally broke the $20,000 mark. I think it's close to 25 right now. And no, but... I but well, in the future, in the future, it's going to be a really good investment because right now be. with the crisis, with the crisis, uh, gov some governments are going to print money as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so so the reason why I say it's it's not good right now, Argentina, is because uh, two years ago when it was it was up around uh, night, it got up to like twenty one thousand. I think it was the mm -hmm. highest two years ago. That a lot of people started flooding the market, including me. I got that's when I was first starting to understand investments or starting to learn about investments. I was like, "Oh yeah, look at this Bitcoin! I'm going to be a millionaire." And uh, so I put a bunch of money in Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, um, and uh, Ripple. I think I had some money in Ripple, and uh, oh, and um, Monero. I had money in Monero. I was mining Monero actually, and. Uh, but then it all crashed. It all crashed like that following like January, February, and it got all the way down to like 3000 bucks. So it was all the way the fuck up at 21,000 and it dropped all the way the fuck back down to 3000. That's when you get in at 3000, when it drops the fuck back down. Now put your money in. You want to buy it close to the bottom as, as yeah. possible. But, but, but so I was chasing that knife as it was falling and uh, I finally got to a point where like, I mean, I put it a lot in at the bottom, um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to hold now. I'm just going to hold it. And, and once it gets back up above 21,000, I'm going to pull out. Cause it, for me, uh, crypto is a little too volatile. I just, I can't stomach it. So uh, well, I, I'd much rather be in like gold, silver. Well, it could be volatile, but Bitcoin is uh, different to every, to fiat money. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin is limited. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, uh, you, uh, uh, as it's a quantity, I don't remember how many. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's over. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's got a finite amount. Yeah. 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 That, they're, they're all, they're all built in like that. But, uh, but then also another problem with crypto that I've noticed, we're sort of going off on a tangent here, but that's fine. The, another problem I, I, I didn't like with crypto is that uh, developers like these blockchain developers don't like the way a certain crypto is going. So then they fork it. And now you have like all these different, like you have Bitcoin cash. Now you have fucking Bitcoin dollar. You have all these different variations of Bitcoin that are, are forks of the original Bitcoin. And then it's just like, you're really, on, they're, they're really, they're really like thinning out the, you know, the, the, the pool at that point. Yeah. So, well, um, well, this is, this I, is just my personal preference. I'm yeah, not a yeah, crypto. sure. Yeah, well, plenty of guys are getting rich off it, though. Uh, well, it's right now. I will recommend it to to become rich. You know, yeah, because uh, the time to become rich, I think, is gone. But it would be useful for you to 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 for some cash. You know, you have mm -hmm. to protect it from the governments because yeah. some governments are going to print shit on money right now. Yeah, that's why I like I, that's why I like gold and silver. It's this it's the same yeah. type of hedge. I think the only country that can get away with this is America to to print shit ton of money. They're not gonna get away with it forever though. Eventually yeah. they're gonna have we're gonna have to, you know, raise interest rates and you know start tackling this debt and stuff. Yeah, right now they, they've I, they've kept interest rates at near zero for so long. It, it's it's all it's just a big fucking house of cards at this yeah, point. I, yeah, I think I think right now with the with the new president, uh, the crisis is going are going is going to blow up. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping for the best though. I'm, I I like to try uh, to stay positive. <laughs> I, I hope for you for you my man to for the best man. Stay safe. Uh, <laughs> Whatever I'll, happens, I'll be all right. I got plenty of guns and ammo here too. So oh man, well that's what I love the America. You you have like. The, the the freedom is is in the is in the culture of the of is in is even in the constitution. Yeah, you know, here in Chile, the government because right now uh, drug dealers are uh, bands of gangs of drug dealers are, are are you know shooting themselves you know, and even the police and the military they're they're selling their guns to the to the drug dealers, 
<laughs> and the government wants to to forbid the guns, you know. And, right. But does it? Man. Yeah. The the government like bans guns for the the law abiding people, and then but the, but it doesn't stop the drug dealers from having their fucking guns. Yeah. The funny thing is that we have right now a right wing government. That is weird. Right wing, and he put us uh, tax on on Netflix, on Spotify. And um, Facebook ads, yeah, it's a right-wing government. That, He's taxing us. What the fuck, man? He's, we, you're a right-wing president, for the love of God. Well, I don't want to get into politics too much, but in America, we, we call those types of guys rhinos, Republican in name only, R-I-N-O, <laughs> where they, 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 they run on the, the right-wing or the Republican ticket, and then they act like Democrats, and they tax the shit out of you and try to take your freedoms away. But... Uh, We'll, we'll get off on the politics. Yeah, this is yeah, a political show. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. So, um, okay. So getting back on contradictions in this book. Um, one of the things that he, he basically talks about, and you, you already mentioned it before, but he says that he, he basically starts shitting all over like Think and Grow Rich and the law of attraction and how he's like, you can't just think things into existence and whatever. You, the real law of wealth is the law of affection if you want to make millions, you have to, uh, you have to affect Impact millions. millions. Yeah. yeah. So, but the funny thing is about that is like near the end of the book, you already talk about it. He says, you have to have a goal board. You have to like, yeah. see what you want your life to be like. You have to imagine having it now. That's law of attraction shit. <laughs> cause if yeah. that, cause you get what you focus on. If you focus on it, you like imagine that you have it, you, you know, you look at it every day. Like your subconscious mind is going to guide you to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think he was talking about the law of move your fucking ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because I don't, I don't know. For example, some people, be, uh, because here, here, even in Latin America, people, they say, oh, I imagine the universe and whatsoever. And they're like, they're like pieces of shit, you know, and they well, want to attract money and whatsoever by doing nothing, man. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I mean, I prefer, I prefer the law of action or as I'd like to call it. And I mentioned before yeah. the law of move your fucking ass, man. Well, that's if, it. if you watch the movie, the secret in nowhere in the movie, does it say that you just think about it? It'll just fucking happen. It says in the, in the, the secret, that you can think about it, you can put it out to the universe and, 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 and know that you're going to receive it. But when mm. the opportunity comes, you have to fucking act on it. You have to be able to like recognize when you need to move, you need to make an action. If you don't yeah. make that action, it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, man. I, I, true, uh, for sure. I agree 1000% with you. Yeah. So like, it's funny too, that uh, this popped up on my timeline. I follow uh, Bob Proctor on, on Facebook and he's in the movie, the secret. I talk about him mm -hmm. all the time on the podcast and he has this meme that came up and it says how thoughts turn into results. And it says, step one, thinking creates an image like in your mind, mm -hmm. right? The image step two stirs emotions, emotions cause action. And then action sets up a reaction, right? So once you take that action, a reaction occurs and then the ball starts rolling in your, in mm -hmm. the direction you need to go. Like a snowball effect. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I thought it was funny that he, uh, he was talking about how like all that shit's bullshit, but then at the end he basically tells you to do law of attraction stuff. So I, <laughs> I was just like, whatever, man, well, come on, come well, on because, brother. Well, you have to understand that there, there are like plenty of gurus. Yeah quote-unquote gurus yeah self -proclaimed. they want to sell you something you know they say oh no think and whatsoever there was like a like a spanish guru uh that is channel was uh conecta con ella i think it's translated to connect with her and he was like uh, all of the of his content it was like oh you have to think and you will attract your the woman of your dreams just thinking Mm -hmm. that's it and i was like come on man you you have to move your fucking ass to approach her approach a shit ton of uh, of, of quantity women. of women you yeah. know you have to approach you have to this is a numbers game yeah in dating mm -hmm. in money you know in selling whatever you this is a numbers game that's it 
That's yeah. the best advice that can give to people. This is a numbers game. MJ DeMarco in the second book, I think he, he talks about the gumball. This is, this is a metaphor, metaphor this is called about the gumball machine. For example, you put, for example, there is like one golden, people focus on the event, you know? Yeah. Because they say, oh, But not the process. Uh, Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, for example, he he became billionaire like in, in 20 to 2008, I think. But you have to understand that before that, he started Facebook like, Facebook, like 2003. Mm -hmm. So since then, it was like five years, he was like, uh, Facebook was losses. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it's still right now, right as the time was, uh, we are talking is Uber, the, the company, the startup, still losing money. Are they? Mm. Yeah, they're still losing money. And right now, uh, the investor, investors are putting money, you know, in order for in the future, maybe it might be possible that it becomes profitable. Yeah. Amazon, for example, for how many years it was, uh, was losing money? Yeah. Because Jeff Bezos was telling the investors that they have to focus on growth. Mm -hmm. And they bought into that. And look at Amazon right now. Yeah. Almost almost all startups start like that. Yeah. They, they, they're not profitable for the first few no. years. Yeah. The, company, the uh, company that I work for uh, as my day job that shall not be named, uh, same way. We were actually uh, losing money for the first like nine years nine years and they finally they they replaced uh since i've been there they've replaced the ceo three times mm -hmm. and the current ceo came in a couple of years ago and his sole purpose was to to make the company profitable and he did yeah. that within a year but he was like ruthless he was like immediately came in trimmed all sorts of fat like laid off tons of people and uh and then like really skimped down he's like and we're going to focus on these core products these are what make us money We're going to focus yeah. on building, making these great and not like making a bunch of other nonsense. And his methodology got us profitable in a year. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so a lot of that kind of stuff takes the yeah. right leadership. Yeah, man. So that's why, I mean, well, uh, what, what, are, what were we talking about? <laughs> I think oh. we got completely off, off topic. <laughs> we were, well, we were originally talking about the uh, law of attraction and, then, and yeah. taking action. Yeah, yeah. Most people, for example, here, especially in Latin America, I don't know if it's in, if in the States it's happening, but right now people are not moving their asses. They're, they want, for example, think with the, the least effort. Yeah. And I said like, man, I, I understand that, for example, you have like your staff and whatsoever, you know, but to get off with your situation, the only one that is, that is responsible for the, your situation is you. Yeah. That's it. I think I was watching um, a documentary about uh, this. Uh, well, you know, and the guys of the page, if you don't know, now you know. I'm a fan of MMA. Yeah. Oh, we so, all know that. We all, we yeah? all know. Yeah, you're in a BJJ. Pro. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> so th this this guy, this fighter that is called Francis Ngannou. This guy came from a, a country in Africa called Cameroon. So he spoke about his father left, you know, and he was raised by his, uh, only by his mom, his mother. And he started working like mining sand, yeah, from the river uh, since he was like six years old. Imagine that, this is a shit, this is a, a dangerous work, man. He was like being killed. He was, he would be dead anytime. He, he wanted to be a boxer. Imagine that in Cameroon, I think there is no gyms or there's like one or two gyms in the whole country of box. And people, they, they told him, oh, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. You're crazy. And as soon as he, he wanted to, he, he realized that he wanted that. He emigrated from Cameroon to, he was, he was like walking until Morocco. And then from Morocco, the situation, man, you have to be. Uh, the situation, for example, for African migrants to migrate to Europe is harsh. Yeah. yeah. It's a shit shock, man. And for example, from Morocco, you have to, I think you have to jump the wall that separates uh, Morocco from Ceuta. And then you get to Ceuta, you can, you are into the European zone and they can, they can, they can't kick you out, mm. but you have to get there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to get there first. Yeah, yeah. you have to get there. This is, was a shit show. And then he go to France. He, he went to France and he was living in the streets, you know? Yeah. And look at him right, right now. He's one of the the stars name the star names right now. He has like a, a shit ton of knockout power. And he's into right now, as the time that we're recording, he's the number one contender for the heavyweight title at the UFC. You know, that story is reminds me of an argument I got into with some guys uh, or with a particular guy. I don't remember if he I don't even think he's still in the three percent man group but this was like months and months ago it was like right when i first got into it and i was posting some stuff about law of attraction and Mm -hmm. he was like oh that's all bullshit you know it it might it might be fine for someone in america but someone in like another country you know like you know you can't get out you know deal with geography or something like that and i was like no it couldn't happen it could work for anybody if there's a will they can figure it out you know, yeah. and that guy is proof. He figured out how to get out of his surroundings and yeah. get to a place where he could, excuse me, achieve his goals. Yeah. I think there were a, a couple of Chilean startups that, for example, this company called the Nut Company, mm-hmm. they sell, for example, a knockoff, so to speak. They want to sell healthy alternatives uh, made with vegetables, with, uh, for example, nut milk not mayo, not whatsoever. And who invested recently in that? Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. They're not company, you can Google it. And there is another company called Crystal Lagoons and they sell like a a a chemical process that make your your pool see like like crystal clear. Mm. And I think they have uh, pools in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, for example. And, you know, so people, and, and I think there is a, a Colombian startup called Rabi. They are like Uber Eats. Okay. For, that's it. For example, I mean, you can do it. Yeah, you can uh, do you it. Have yeah. to, you, you have to be, you have to work like hard as fuck and smart as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So get back to the book. So one of the things that he talks about is hypocrisy of gurus right Mm -hmm. so he says you know like he talks about like people like dave ramsey Susie orman you know and he says like they're selling the slow lane for you to build wealth he goes but that's not how they built their wealth they built their wealth selling the method of the slow lane you know like with their books with their you know seminars with their radio shows and stuff like that that's how they built their wealth yeah they have an audience, so they say what people want to hear. Yeah. And then they sell a course or something like that. For example, plenty of Latin American gurus, yeah. for example. Uh, I mean, some of their advices, their, their advices, advices are amazing. But when they put a video, for example, they say, oh, you should do it like this. Oh, that's just coincidence that I have a course about that. Of course. Why don't yeah. you check it out? Yeah. Yeah. I, and so I thought about that. Like, so Dave Ramsey's story, I, I, uh, according to his books, he did follow his own debt snowball method to get out of the crushing debt he was in. But he's, but uh, MJ DeMarco is absolutely right. Dave Ramsey didn't get rich by putting his money in a 401k. He got his money, no. he, he got his money by selling his books and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, but that being said, it's still like, it's still a viable method to gain wealth. It just, you know, you're not going to see that wealth until you're no. like 60 years old or something like that. Yeah, um, and you have to adjust that to inflation. Right, right. So the last part of the book that I really want to talk about is what you, you sort of mentioned already, and, and we, we touched on it a little bit, but it's the commandments, right? Yeah. So there's five commandments. Um, and so in, uh, in, in Millionaire Fastlane, he's got it in a different order, but in his second book, it, it's the acronym of SENTS, C-E-N-T-S. Yeah. So in order to have a Fastlane type business, business. You, you need to have control. control entry, need, solve a need. Yeah. Uh, the, the business should be divorced, divorced with your time yeah. and scale. You have right. to be, they have, they have, this has to be scale, scalable. Right. So when yeah. you say divorce with your time, that means like you shouldn't have to 
be you should be sleeping you should be and still making money. Yeah, you should. You 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 could be sleeping and be making yeah. money in your sleep. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. And then control, like uh, so so when you talk about um, you, you talked about uh, Steve C and TikTok paying him. One thing like uh, MJ DeMarco talks about is like if you're on YouTube, he's like that could potentially be uh, yeah. a, a business because it's scalable and stuff like that, but. If you're getting when paid, change, yeah, yeah. yeah, if they could change the terms at any time, they could, which they did a couple of years ago, they changed yeah. the, the uh, AdSense terms. Yeah. So like now, if you want to get into uh, YouTube, you have to have uh, 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers before you can even start using AdSense to, to monetize your, your channel. But that goes into the entry category of the commandments, right? Because if anyone could get into it and do it, then you're not going to make it's any not, money. So yeah. there's got to be some kind of barrier to entry that makes yeah. it a little bit harder so that it weeds out competition. Most of the time, this entry barrier is learning the skills. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You have to learn the skills. That's right. it. For example, right, right now, I'm, I'm offering uh, digital marketing services and people don't know shit about this, this thing. But yeah, I mean, for example, one of the main uh, commandments that I'm violating, so to speak, is the need, is the commandment of control. Recently, Facebook is, has been like really um, uh, uh, blocking uh, ad, ads accounts. So mm. yeah, yeah, Facebook's pretty shitty right now. I've I've, I've put some ads on Facebook for the podcast mm. and. Uh, I'm not seeing a good return on it. I, I see that I'm getting a lot of clicks, but I'm not mm -hmm. seeing a, an uptick in, in subscribers. So mm -hmm. maybe I'll pick your brain after this <laughs> uh, about well, what, what I'm doing wrong. Can I have a timeout, please? Sure. Hold on a second. We'll pause oh. this. All right, Jose, everything come out okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. What a relief, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were talking about... Uh, Digital marketing, and then like just offline before we started recording again, we yeah, talked about that a little yeah. bit. But, uh, yeah. But so, so you you built uh, your your uh, digital marketing business, and it's uh, it, well, but you I'm, don't have you don't have enough control. Is what no, you're saying. no. Recently, for example, uh, Facebook blocked an another account of one of my clients. So, mm. uh, so I had to get away with some round it up, for example something like that so i could solve it I, I could solve it right now but i don't know for how no i don't know for how long yeah maybe yeah. they're going to block it again yeah one thing about control and how changing of terms and stuff like that uh years ago um i have a i have a tech blog that i've mm -hmm. maintained since my daughter was a baby and mm -hmm. it, uh i've had it so i've had it for years and at one point i was putting google adsense Mm -hmm. on there. And I was making like, you know, 500 bucks a month, just yep. blogging, which, you know, it's yeah. not, it's, it's good beer money, you know? Yeah. But, uh, at some point AdSense kicked me off of AdSense saying that I violated their terms. And I was like, well, what did I do? And they're like, we can't tell you it's proprietary. <laughs> what the fuck? And so like, I've never been able to get back on the AdSense yeah. since then. And it's crushed, it crushed me. So like, if your whole business model is AdSense, you don't have control. Yeah, he mentioned that in the book, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't have control. So that's why you have to, he talks about in the second book about the productocracy. Yeah. So that's, if you have the, just five principles, you have a productocracy because if people like your product, they're going to buy anyway. Right. So that's why people, for example, make lines for, for an iPhone. Yeah. Even though iPhones are not the best products, are not the best phones, you know, mm -hmm. but people like it. Yeah. People do like the iPhone. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think, so I think that pretty much covers the book. I've already had you on the podcast. I've asked you what 3% man <laughs> means to you. So I'm not going to ask you that again, but you have your own podcast now because. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have in, my. In, in English, I was going to say it, it trans translates to like one percent best one percent better actually oh okay well better facebook translates it to one no don't, best. don't worry don't worry yeah because 
Yeah, for example, plenty of, as I told, plenty of Spanish-speaking gurus in daily, in daily stuff and whatsoever, they are like just a translation of uh, Neil Strauss, you know, or Mystery Method and those stuff that, for example, yeah, you can be into pickup and whatsoever. They say, oh, you have to text this and text that and whatsoever. But what else? Right. You know, for example, yeah, I applied that and yeah, I could land, uh, I could I could get a girlfriend. Yeah. And then what? Mm -hmm. So one of the, the those stuff, those stuff, what they lack is the lack of um, gauging the interest of the woman, you know, that that's why they, this, is, this is lacking, you know, yeah. no one is telling you, you have to get on your purpose, you can move your ass. No, no one's telling that. They're, they're like, no, you have to chase the girl, you know, text this and then text that. If she texts this, you have to text that. And then, no, this text this and text that, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then like, then what? For that, I'm like in a community of a, Span of a guy who's running a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and Spanish speaking, you know, and all of the guys they say, oh, I texted, this, I texted this to this woman. What should I text down? And I'm like, man, she's telling you right away, invite me over, invite me out. I want to date you. She's yeah. telling yeah. you, you know? Why don't you set the fucking day, you know? Mm -hmm. And another guy was asking me, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man, uh, my girlfriend, you know, she's not texting me. We don't have topic of conversation. And how can I not be uh, so into this, into my girlfriend? And I'm like, man, get a purpose, get a life, you know? Be into your purpose, your passion, your hobbies, you know? Be into your your you build your business, you know, you have, I don't know, I know you have plenty of skills, you know, you have to offer to the world, give your gift to the world, man. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, but I don't know, man, please do as I say, text your girl only once a week. Yeah. And let's see what happens. <laughs> so, so you're, uh, so yours is a Spanish speaking podcast, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent Spanish speaking. All right. Because so, me, so... me, me, English, no es bueno. My English is not good. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll post a link to your podcast in the, uh, in the show notes. And I appreciate if, it, man. So, so if anyone's listening, that's, uh, you know, that can speak Spanish, that can speak Spanish and understand Spanish, you might want to check it out. Yeah. All right, brother. I think that's it, man. Did we uh, well, did we settle it? Did we settle it in the cage? I think we're on the same page with MJ DeMarco. Yeah. Is is this a draw? Is this a draw? It, I, I think it might be. <laughs> By decision. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, man. Uh, man, uh, Paul, it's always nice to to talk to you in this podcast. I mean, it's always nice to to provide value to the people who are listening to this value, man. Uh, this only podcast is worth like a shit ton of value. So if you're if you're not listening to it, man, move your fucking ass, man. Listen to the <laughs> fucking podcast, and that's it, man. And don't waste your time. Yeah, subscribe, man. Don't don't waste your time on on fucking courses of, of fucking dating coach. At least it's the Benny's course. This is the the shit. <laughs> this is the well, shit, man. Well, the, you know the the one thing uh, that I want to mention. And I am, I'm going to have to do a whole podcast episode about it, but uh, this podcast, like there's so many self-proclaimed gurus. There's so many dating coaches out there. Mm -hmm. That's not what I, I'm not a dating coach. No. I, you know, I, I am a student and I am, mm -hmm. I like to have other students come on the podcast to compare mm -hmm. notes. So this mm -hmm. podcast is for students. Mm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. I, you don't see, I don't see any of that out there. I don't see other students coming together and saying, okay, well, I read this book. This works for me. I read this book, but this didn't work for me. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Yeah. For that, that's the best part. For example, Coach Corey Wayne, we are doing him, we are doing the coach free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. He's, he, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so much of his stuff works for me. I have no problem putting a link to his book and a, yeah. a link to his YouTube in the show notes yeah. every fucking episode. And he's giving his book away for free. Yeah, he is. <laughs> PDF version. Because this shit fucking works, man. 
And I'm applying right now uh, Benny's uh, method to meet girls uh, via Facebook, and it's working, man. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Luke and I just did a podcast about about yeah. his uh, his uh, how to how to win uh, in your dream your dream girl in 28 yeah. days or something like yeah. that. Yeah. For example, I'm like uh, applying, you know, the the principles to send a video, and I'm from Chile. Imagine that I speak Spanish. Imagine that <laughs> a different country, a different culture. Well, not so different, a different country, and it's working, you know. Yeah. As, as I said, chicks dig the vid. They they, <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> do, absolutely do. All right, Jose, I'm gonna let you go, brother. Yeah, man. Don't worry. All right. So as always, nice to hear from you. It's nice to to be in this podcast. It's nice to provide some value. Uh, people love it when you when I when I post my videos to the page. So I'm really happy for them. For I'm I'm really thankful for for meeting for knowing this fucking group, man. Yeah. This three percent three percent motherfuckers. <laughs> they have provided me so much so much fucking value, man, in my life. So I'm really thankful, man. Yeah, same here, brother. All right, I'll talk to you later. Jose, thanks again, brother. If you speak Spanish, you should definitely check out his podcast, 1% Better. Link is in the show notes. I hope you guys like our breakdown of The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. And if your mission is to build wealth quickly, I highly recommend it. All right, man, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.